Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 859, air date January 7th, 2021. To give an analysis of what took place, as many of you know, I've been involved in this for a long time with the whole election fraud, and it ain't over. It ain't over. We're not conceding anyway. All right. I don't need to press. All right, everyone, gather around. We're in front of the Capitol, and uh, it's January seventh, twenty twenty. 2021, sorry, 2021, January 7th. I want to just review a couple of things. Many of you may know, my name is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. I ran for United States Senate in Massachusetts. We won that election on a landslide. We're the only ones, by the way, our election was stolen, but we didn't walk away. We didn't walk away, we didn't concede. In that election, nearly uh, 3,000 volunteers in Massachusetts, some of them who are here, came out on the ground. We put out 10,000 lawn signs, 20,000 bumper stickers. We raised close to $1.6 million. It was a bottoms-up campaign. The filthy Massachusetts GOP establishment, even though I ran as a Republican, didn't support me. They ran a fool whose website address was cock for Senate, Seriously, to run against me so I would not destroy Ed Markey, the Democrat. That's what happened in Massachusetts. If you didn't know that, you can go look it all up. That happened because of the working people of Massachusetts rose up. I'm one of you. I'm not a billionaire. Like most of us here, we did not do that campaign to raise money for our coffers. Everyone who came out here... None of us are doing this to raise money, are we? But these guys run political campaigns because they don't have another job. That's not what occurred in Massachusetts. And we know we got about 400,000 votes. And and I, I never thought that election fraud took place in this country. You see, I came from India as an untouchable as a seven year old kid. Today is the anniversary of my mom's death. January 7th. She was an amazing woman. And the reason I want to bring that up is my mom was a very outspoken woman. She came from an environment in India where we were considered untouchables. And the reason we came here was but that this com- this country offered truly lo- rule of law and one person, one vote. Do you remember that? One person, one vote. That's what this is about. This is not about mail-in ballots. It's not about voter fraud. It's about a singular issue, about one person, one vote. And in Massachusetts, when we found out on September 1st in the Republican primary that we had won in Franklin County, which was 80% hand-counted ballots by 10 points, and in every other county, we lost 
6040, 6040, 6040, 6040, 6040, 6040, 
That was the plan to make us trust their bullshit plan. Right. Why in the last four years, we have forced vaccinations, we have mask mandates, our businesses have been locked down. Why, while 600 billionaires make $2.3 trillion. We trusted some bullshit plan. There was no plan. And I'm gonna give you my analysis of it. It's a critical analysis. And I'm not here to hurt any feelings, but it's time that working people tell the truth. We're not here to follow a cult. We're here to get down to the brass tacks and how we liberate ourselves because as of today, we're all in a fucking prison. And we have to know where we are. You can't sugarcoat shit. You can't say, oh, something's gonna happen tomorrow. Something's gonna happen, just wait. Someone's playing five-dimensional chess. That's not how we liberate ourselves. So, in Massachusetts, I started, once I understood this feature, I'm a mathematician, I've been doing math since I was 14 years old. I started looking at the data, and I found out my votes were multiplied by 0.666. Seriously. And my opponent's votes were multiplied by 1.2. And I have all the math, and I started tweeting out from September 1st until September 25th, election fraud took place in Massachusetts. I also found out on those electronic voting machines, so just remember, weighted votes, that's number one, the real crime scene. When these ballots go through those electronic voting machines, they create what's called a ballot image. An image, they take a picture, like you do with your iPhone. That image is then analyzed and looks for the dot. One vote for Richard and one vote for me. You following me? So what is the ballot? It's a ballot image. It's not the paper ballot anymore. It's that image. By federal law, any records generated in connection with a federal election must be preserved for 22 months. That ballot image didn't exist. It was generated, right? It has to be preserved. So on September 9th, Richard and I, and one other person, we went to the Secretary of State office, and I demanded via FOIA request, I said, I want all the ballot images, okay? They could put it on a little USB stick. I bought a hard drive, 200 bucks. The guy at the counter says, we don't have the ballot images. We turned that feature off. Yes, it's on video. We turned that feature off. You recorded them doing It's all recorded. We have it on video. So I gave them my FOIA. I said, you have 10 days to respond. I want all the ballot images. On September 20, uh, for, uh, 25th, uh, by the way, I'm tweeting away on Twitter, calling out Massachusetts election fraud in third world Massachusetts. You deleted ballots, which are the ballot images. And Twitter never... This is a very important point. Twitter didn't touch me. I've been on Twitter since 2011. I've never, I've talked about all sorts of stuff. I'm an MIT PhD. I've talked about the vaccination issue. But on September 25th, I get an email back from the Secretary of State's legal counsel, Michelle Tassinari, who's, by the way, the president-elect of the National Association of State Election Directors, a nonprofit organization funded by the Murdochs, and the Rockefellers, which is the organization that all state election directors report to, and that organization determines the certification of voting systems. So Michelle Tashinari writes to me, she goes, we don't have to save ballot images according to Massachusetts law. I write back to her and say, show me the statute. What law are you talking about? Next she writes me, we saved the paper, 
but we don't store the ballot images. I said, in my next email, I said, you have violated federal law. This entire election is null and void. Those four emails I tweet out. It's public information. Bam. I am, I am banned from Twitter for 21 days. 21 days. I moved my campaign to a write-in campaign. We didn't concede. You following me on this? So why was I banned after nearly 10 years of never being banned for 21 days? Because I had brought out the fundamental, the real crime scene. The real crime scene of election fraud is they have these systems which have the weighted race feature. And the reason they delete the ballot images, the ballot images are evidence of the weighted race algorithms. You follow? Yes. So I tried to find lawyers. No one wanted to support me because Massachusetts is a freaking swamp of a swamp of a swamp. It is a sewer of the swamp that feeds Washington. Mitt Romney, Harvard, go look at all the scumbags. They all come out of Massachusetts. It's a training ground. It's the, it's a cent, it's the epicenter of the deep state. So I had to represent myself in federal court against three Harvard-trained lawyers. I took it on. I filled out the brief. I wrote it. And in that first lawsuit, I couldn't go after Twitter because they hadn't really done anything, but we found out in a news article, this is why I believe there's a God, in that news article, it was stated that the Secretary of State had contacted Twitter to shut me down. Now just think about that. This is the foundation of the First Amendment. The First Amendment was created so you could say whatever you wanted against the government. Political speech was the number one speech that was protected. Political speech. So we found out the Secretary of State, apparently in this article they said they could they had contacted Twitter because I was spreading election misinformation when I said the ballot images were destroyed. Absolute truth. So I file, I said, wow, I'm going to file a First Amendment lawsuit because I know the election integrity stuff takes forever and I can't sue Twitter. That's a Section 230. That's, these, these guys are never going to do anything because they're in bed with Twitter, all these guys. So I said, I'm going to file a First Amendment lawsuit. And that lawsuit said two parts of the lawsuit. One is what's called a restraining order. I wanted the judge to demand that the Secretary of State would no longer call Twitter to shut me down. That's called a restraining order, just to teach you a little bit of legal stuff. If someone, if the only way, judges do not like to issue restraining orders unless they know you're going to win the whole lawsuit, okay? So I go into court, four-hour hearing. I had to do all this legal analysis, and I proved there's a legal thing called cat's paw liability that the state had induced Twitter to shut me down, and I win. We win. None of that was reported by the press. I wrote to Tucker Carlson, that scumbag grifter, master grifter, didn't do shit. And you want, the reason we need to learn is that Tucker Carlson's are the real enemy, not just the Clintons and the Obamas, because they act like they're part of our side. One day he's against election fraud, then he's hounding uh, Sidney Powell for evidence, then he's for election fraud. That's how he survives at Fox. He's an entertainer. He's a grifter. He didn't do anything. So we won. We won, and the judge told the opposing side, if you disagreed with Dr. Shiva, why didn't you simply go on Twitter? He goes, I'm 74 years old, but I still believe in the First Amendment. So we won, and he said, more than likely, because remember, if you get a restraining order, 
you're going to win the whole thing. That's the first lawsuit, and that's still there. We have not lost. It has not been dismissed. Every one of the lawsuits that Giuliani, Powell, all they, they're all been dismissed because they didn't go after the real issue. They're talking about China, China, China. I'm sorry. It takes two to tango. If you're talking about China, China bribed an, a red-blooded American, okay? Let's stop talking about China and Antifa and everywhere. Let's start talking about people here and holding them accountable. Those scumbags need to be held accountable because they've been thriving of corruption. I'll tell you how we're going to do that, okay? But I, I need to give you this background because I need to inspire you guys to realize that we won that first lawsuit. Number one, no one reported. They want to just report losses, losses, losses. They didn't report that the mainstream media does not want to tell us that, hey, you could win a lawsuit. You don't need a freaking lawyer. I'm not a lawyer. I won in federal court. Second lawsuit we filed was to decertify the entire Massachusetts Senate election. We filed it, and we showed that we had standing. We did all the legal arguments. The opposition filed a 120-page Legal lawsuit to dismiss ours. Guess what happened in Massachusetts? The judge denied their dismissal. Denied it. That's a victory. That's a victory number two. Everyone should feel good about that. Thank you. We did that. You're talking to a guy who came from nothing in India, one of you who grew up in New Jersey. We don't need these guys. We don't need these fucking lawyers. They make us think that we need them. When we can figure this stuff out. They're not that smart, most of them. And they do not go after any big issues. So, what I'm trying to say is, I'm presenting to you here today, we have two victories in Massachusetts. Our lawsuits have not been denied because we went after the real issue. In the judge's order, he said, please tell me more about this one person, one vote. Okay? So that's what we did. Our lawsuits have not been dismissed. So that's what's been going on there. When I got into, so I already had a lot of info. So when I saw Michigan happen, you guys saw the analysis I did, which went viral on the internet. I did the Arizona hearings. That went viral. Then Mark Meadows calls me. Now remember, I've never gotten a call from anyone in the Trump team, no matter how much work we did on the ground. None of them supported us. But when my stuff went viral on the Michigan data, Mark Meadows calls me. And I said, Mark, what do you want? He goes, how can I help? I said, I need data. Because I can help prove this entire election. Because I'm a math guy. Four degrees MIT, okay? You need to know a little math. Well, but that was on November 7th, which was a Saturday. Sunday, no data. Monday, I call him back up. Share with him information. Then I get a call from the RNC. So remember, Mark Meadows is here with the White House. The RNC is their own little racket. They call me. I said, I need data. Okay, we're going to get it to you. I gave them the list. That goes on, on, no data. Eric Trump reaches out to me on Twitter. And I said, Eric, I don't think people are really into really winning this. I said, I need data. He said, well, call this, their attorney at the Trump committee. A week goes by, which is a lot in this situation, right? I ride by to Meadows. I said, Meadows, where's the data? Are you guys serious? Nothing. I called the Trump committee. That's a third group. They don't help. The Trump committee, the White House, and the RNC did shit. Meanwhile, we're all getting emails. Give us money. Give us money. Give us money. You know those emails, right? 
they moved from voter fraud to election fraud, which is what Dr. Shiva was talking about. Because they were trying to... Re in retrospect, the reason they called me was we our stuff was exploding. They needed to bring us in to their fake election fraud. They raised $300 million for all of you guys. These guys are into making fucking money. They're not into fighting anything. That's what I realized. I said, where's the data? They had it. Finally, one of Lynn Wood's guys gave me the data, which we used to, to Arizona and then to Georgia. Okay? Well, we did Arizona on our own. All of this, we didn't get paid a penny. Meanwhile, there's a lot of these election fraud little guys running around making money off this. So as time goes on, I started putting the pieces together. I said, what's really going on here? I had to step back. What is really going on? Because, you, you know, I fought, I fought against forced, forced vaccinations. I'm a biological engineer considered one of the leading guys in the immune system in the world. I spoke at the National Science Foundation. And I said, one size does not fit all. Not everyone should be getting vaccines. Then I see Trump here pushing vaccines all day. What the hell is he doing? I voted for you. What the hell's going on? Well, when you step back, starting about 10 or 20 years ago, the elites in this country, using technology, want to centralize everything. Remember that word, centralization. The founders of this country were about decentralization. They believed it, everything should go to the state, localities. They believed in decentralized government. Well, what they've been doing it for the last 20 years is to centralize three things. Centralized production, distribution of services and food. Centralized money. Centralized vote tabulation. Okay? Centralized, and I'll come back to that, but let's talk about the heart of it. Centralizing digital currency. Not only do they want to centralize money, but the centralized digital currency. There's a reason that so-called Bitcoin's going up suddenly with all this shit going on. It's about making sure that all of us are truly slaves. Because once you centralize digital currency and everything's digital, guess what? You can track people and assign a social credit score, and you can shut you down if you don't fall in line. That's what this was all about. Centralization of digital currency. Digital currency. So, as a part of that, the, the globalists, and the, I don't even want to use the word globalist, let's call it the right word, imperialism, needed to shut down everything for a hard reset. They needed to shut down everything. What I mean everything is our businesses, our gyms, our small businesses, or our restaurants. And they needed to buy time to centralize it. They didn't shut down Amazon, which is now owns the entire platform of distribution. Jeff Bezos increased his wealth by $100 billion in six months. It took him 56 years to make $100 billion, and in six months he made $100 billion because Amazon now controls all distribution, centralization of distribution. You get it? So centralization of currency needed to take place, and they needed to shut down all of our businesses. And so this is my view of the whole thing. When they looked at the world, they needed to shut down everything. They looked at the world and they said, who is going to give us the biggest problem in the world? Which group? It's not going to be the Indians, where I originated from. They don't have any weapons. And they've been taught by Gandhi to be complicit all day into this non-violence bullshit. The Chinese are just made slaves by their elites. They don't have any weapons. Australia, they took away the weapons in Europe. They looked at the American working class and they said, these people are going to be the biggest thorn in our sides. 
we how do we do, deal with them? How do we deal with them? That's the question, right? Because they're not going to. Americans will fight for their Second Amendment rights. Yes. So come the 2016 elections, now follow this with me. This is going to be the maybe the hard part, but I think you'll get it. All elections are rigged. They have the weighted weighted race feature, right? Agreed. It's yes. in there. So now you have to ask the question today, in retrospect, if we want to be honest. Was Trump also rigged? Why? Now, why would they do that? Well, think about this. If Hillary Clinton did win in 2016, do you think with her in power that the American working class would have stood and watched her shut down businesses? Would they? No way. They needed Trump. Whether he did it implicitly or complicitly, they needed Trump. Because with Trump, the instant, the day that Trump got into office, what happened? The locker-off stuff went down the garbage. Do you remember that? This woman smashed hard drives, put a server in her home, paid an UK agent for a dossier. Nothing has yet been done to her. Nothing. Ivanka Trump and Chelsea are like this. Go look at it. They had a dinner right after. We're here busting our buns, and nothing happened to Hillary. Still to this day. Nothing. And then we had the Q shit. Not in the good narrative. Good stories. Trust the plan. Some shit is going to happen. Nothing happened. So the American working class, if it was under Hillary, we would have pulled out our weapons. No one would have let their gyms be taken over the businesses. But we waited and we waited and we waited for four freaking years. And what do we have today? You have to look at reality. We have forced vaccinations coming, mask mandates, censorship galore. Nothing's happened to Twitter or Facebook. Not one... I didn't see an executive order filed. What do we actually have? Lockdowns? And we're headed to centralization of digital currency. And 600 billionaires made $2.3 trillion. Why 25 million Americans lost their jobs and we're all hoping we get a stimulus check. That's what's called fascism. And I want you to consider what I'm saying because this is hard for me to say this. On January 4th, I was asked to come down to meet with senators. Dr. Ayadre, we want your math. I met with four senators, met with Sidney Powell. You know, uh, Flynn was there. And I hung around with the, all these people been going in and out of the White House. And you know what I heard? These are people of sincere Americans. The White House is in fucking shambles. There's no organizational structure. Nothing. Two very smart former DEA people told Trump... You have two very powerful lawsuits. We have video cameras of ballots being shredded. 10,000 pounds of ballots. You need to file a lawsuit. I can't do that. I may be deposed. They didn't file lawsuits. They didn't want to freaking win. I'm sorry to say. This was a kabuki theater. And what happened yesterday was sincere people came out there and they're trying to brand this as all Antifa. I'm sorry. Yeah, maybe there were some, but this was not all Antifa. This was the righteous anger bottoms up movement that took place, and everyone should be proud of that. The mainstream media is trying to say, oh, anytime American people protest, this must be Antifa. Someone just said, oh, CNN is saying it was Antifa. Oh, now you're going to believe CNN too, right? Maybe it was some Antifa, guys. Maybe it was a setup. 
Trump said, I will not concede. He conceded right away. I'm pissed off. I don't know about you guys. I am not conceding my election. We have two elections up, and no one gave us the publicity because we went after the real crime scene, which is the computer algorithms and the ballot images. And that is a real crime scene. The second thing is, I'm sorry, billionaires ain't going to do our work, guys. They can get off on their jets. They can go to their spas. Only us. And this is an opportunity for us to wake up and realize that only us can do it. Bottoms up. Bottoms up movement. And anytime we say working people unite, what's happened in this country over the last 40 years is the right wing says, oh, those are communists. And the left wing says, oh, we will help the workers. So they have their bogus unions, which don't do anything. The left and the right are against working people. That's what this is all about. So we have to come to the conclusion, the unfortunate conclusion, that we were taken advantage of over the last four years. That's what happened. And they needed, they couldn't have done it with Hillary Clinton because we would have taken up our arms. They held the American working class in bay. They needed us complacent. No, well look, we need to start getting educated. We need to build a bottoms up movement. That's what we need to do. And that requires us to start looking at American history, how movements were built. And number one lesson you learn is always when working people rose, not just students, the American worker. And, and free speech, the Second Amendment. We need to fight tooth and nail for those two things right now. Not one inch against anyone trying to take those away. Because that's the next thing they're going to come at. Who's an idiot? He says not to listen to you because you're misinformation. Anyway, forget that. We're, we're, just stop, okay? So the bottom line is this. We need to build a bottoms up movement, and it has to be based on recognizing follow the money. Follow the money. If people are making money by running activist movements, uh-uh. I didn't make a penny. None of you guys did. We did this as a noble service. I was talking to somebody who said, Giuliani doesn't want to win this. I go, how come? making a hundred grand a week okay they didn't want to witness they didn't go after the central issue but now what I've shared with you what I'm trying to tell you is that we have an opportunity it's a hard hard lesson but we need to go back to our communities we need to build a bottoms-up movement we need to recognize it has to be bottoms-up it has to be recognizing there, that there is a not-so-obvious establishment. Those are the real people who defray movements, okay? It's not the obvious establishment. Look at what happened. Just watch the tweets. All of these people, the conservative ink, oh my God, that was horrible law and order. Well, I didn't see them saying that when Hillary Clinton was let go. Watch what these people are saying. And then watch your instincts. Your instincts will always lead you right. We need to build a bottoms up movement that's the only way forward of working people not politicians not people who are full-time career politicians or who are billionaires i'm sorry i don't care how well-meaning they are they're not one of us who is organizing the billionaires what's that who's organizing the billionaires i don't know who's organizing the billionaires <laughs> they're they're a swamp into themselves they don't need to, they're self-organizing anyway so what i wanted to I wanted to give you this analysis because I've been in the heat of this day in and day out, doing all the 
research analysis. I know we helped get the central issues out, but I have to tell you at this point, it's up to us. We got to build a bottoms up movement. Don't look outside, don't look above, look to ourselves and our local communities. And every Monday, you know, I started doing a training course I used to do where I want to teach people the principles of systems, the principles of how you build movements and look at history. And the Amer American history will teach you was the American working people, particularly women, during the late 1800s and 1900s is why we had the huge growth in American wealth in the 1940s to 70s. And ever since then, they want to stop us building independent movements. So when they try to brand this whole thing as Antifa, bullshit. That's a mind brainwash to tell never build a mod bottoms up movement because that's what really puts the fear of God in them. And we need to put the fear of God in them. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, this Monday class, Dr. Shiva, are you yeah. going to be joining the American First Movement started by Nick Fuentes? I don't know enough about them. I think Nick Fuentes probably, probably needs to get some education. Okay, there's a lot of people starting movements. There needs to be a... You can't go and build movements. If you want to be a plumber, you need to know some electricity. If you want to be, I mean, some some fluid mechanics. If you need to be an electrician, electricians go through training. we got a lot of these grifters out there who have no freaking training. They're just saying whatever comes to their mind. What about your training on Monday night? People need to understand political history. They need to understand systems. They need to understand the interaction between truth, freedom, and health. These go back to systemic science issues. Freedom is the ultimate, it starts with freedom. Without freedom, you don't have the uh, ability to do science where you get to truth, and without truth, you can't figure out what's right for your health, and without health, you don't have the opportunity to, you don't have the strength to fight for freedom. Truth, freedom, and health are, it's, it's, a, it's a scientific principle. So I urge Nick Fuentes to get educated, okay? Because he's gonna mislead people. We need a, we need working people. You still have Monday night training, please. Tell uh, we do, we have Monday night training, but I'm saying, the friends of mine who are plumbers and electricians, they have more common sense than 99% of these people on social media, okay? You gotta, you gotta work for a living. And then go do politics as a service. Don't go doing politics as your lifetime business or being a talk show grifter, okay? Because you don't have the experience, I'm sorry. You just don't. Michelle Malkin back And I heard you mention I, I, Look, my, my issue is all of these people, none of them have looked at the what occurred in Massachusetts. I didn't hear from them. They're just typists. They're keyboard guys, okay? We need people who actually work for a living. How many people have a small business here run something, okay? There you go. Because those are, if you work for a living, man, you got to do this thing to take care of customers, you understand reality. If you're just writing stuff all day on a computer, doing social media, I'm sorry, you don't really understand reality. You know, what's interesting, when you, when you take it, the climate change issue, you talk to a plumber, you talk to a surgeon, they all say this is bullshit. The people who don't get climate change are the vulnerable, educated elites. Some guy who learned some political science or some stuff, they still think CO2 is a pollutant. But anyone who has gut instincts, who has to deal with nature, Huh? What's that, Richard? Oh, do you want me to cut the line? No, that's no, okay. So my point is, this is an opportunity for us to get serious about change versus just talking people talk, talk, talk. 
And you saw what happened. You had Mike Cernovich, Jack Posobiec, all these people were big talkers. Oh my God, this Mike Cernovich is worse than 9 11. What are you talking about? Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, they all fell into line. Look at what Obama said. Look at what all these grifters said. They're on the same side. We cannot trust people who don't work for a living. Period. If you don't work for a living, huh? I'm a painter. He's a painter, okay? I'm an engineer. I'm a roofer. We actually have to deal with reality, okay? I don't know what Nick has, what job he does, okay? That's what I mean. Nice guy, probably. But we need people who actually work. We need working people coming into movements. We need working people getting political, not political people working to make money off of it. Thank you, thank you for answering my question. What? Thank you for answering Thank you. I mean, don't take it the wrong way. Oh, no, no. But, but like we need that. to get working people involved. Yeah. Richard, thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye. Appreciate it. People join online.